This is Susie Thorpe on Cambridge 105 Radio. Maybe stick on your headphones, go into the garden, look up at the, the starlit sky on a clear night and then listen to it and that might transport you somewhere. I've got my guest on the line, which is Chris Warner. Are you there, Chris? I am here, Susie. Hello. Oh, very nice to have you here. Thank you so much. Now, composer for the Royal Shakespeare Company, that's why I've been telling everybody this morning, also orchestrator, sound designer, and you've even worked on the, my, one of my favourites, actually, the BBC crime drama, Macmafia, as well. Oh, did you How, um, it? Oh, great. Yes. Well, yeah. you've, you've done quite a bit. I have to say, you've done many, many things for TV and theatre. This is, this is your life, isn't it, composing? Oh, it is. Yes, Susie, I love it. It's, um, and I'm very lucky to do what I love doing. Um, yeah, very grateful. It's a job that's taken me lots of theatres and in lots of studios and met some amazing uh, musicians and performers as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's... Um, well, it, we, just it's, before, it's we, before we talk about your new album and Wonders of the Cosmos, which sounds pretty special, I have to say, your background, how did you get into orchestrator and composer? What, what, what made you do it? Um, well, I always wanted to... Well, apparently I always wanted to play the piano since before I could talk, I think, and then I, <laughs> we had a piano and I just loved playing it. And um, I, I didn't start lessons till I was about eight, but... Um, I always loved making up tunes and songs and bashing saucepans and things. And then my, I suppose my big discovery was, was finding a, a local drama group near where I lived who um, still very dear friends. I'm still in touch with them. And uh, they introduced me to the theatre and the idea of telling stories. Um, and that was it. From, from, from then on, I just loved writing music for, for plays and, and for theatre and using music as a way to, to communicate and tell stories. And, um, and that's what I've tried to do ever since. So all of the, all of the music I write is, um, uh, is, is to be used, uh, is to be enjoyed whilst um, watching TV or a film yeah. or, or watching a play. Or, or sometimes it's not even music. Sometimes I create uh, soundscapes. Uh, um, for, for theatre as well, which is um, sort of halfway between music and uh, and sound design, I suppose as well. But it's all, it's all to do with communicating and, and telling yeah, stories. Absolutely, and and I suppose you, when people grow up and want to be something, is is being a composer is that something that just sort of happens? Is it? It's not. It's not a six form sort of an agenda. I want to be a composer, or mm -hmm. is that something that happens gradually? Um, yeah, well, actually, we're, it, it's wonderful today. There's so many courses and uh, courses you can take at, at colleges and, and universities that that will give you the sort of nuts and bolts of what you need to do, to do and and what you need to learn to survive as a as a composer because it's a it's an amazing job to do these days because there's so many opportunities out there for whether you just want to write uh, songs or be in a band or write music for TV or film well, I think when I started out I mean when I was at college there weren't that many courses at all about it so I did kind of learn on the job but nowadays if anyone is interested in it and everyone you know if there are any young musicians and and players out there who sort of are interested in writing music then yeah they, they look for those courses look for those opportunities because they're all out there it's it's a wonderful uh, fertile environment at the moment it is and especially mm. with technology at the moment as well it's just oh, enhanced the whole thing hasn't it yeah it has, so let's yeah. let's go on to your album now this is a new album called wonders of the cosmos how would you describe your album well um <laughs> 
I get so it, it what it's ended up being is this quite uh, incredible journey through through space and time across uh, well it's about 46 billion years of, of time and space so I, I start off uh, with a with a piece of music that tries to capture uh, the essence of this mysterious thing called the cosmic uh, microwave background radiation which is the afterglow glow of the light from the dawn of the universe and then I I sort of whiz through various other features and and uh, wonderful images of, of the galaxy um, of the universe so I go through the whirlpool galaxy which is a famous uh, uh, wonderful spiral galaxy that's about um, well many many uh, millions of light years away and then I visit uh, Omega Centauri which is a star cluster wonderful star cluster then then these extraordinary huge pillars called the pillars of creation um, which are where new stars are being born and gradually I end up at our moon uh, which is only a few hundred thousand uh, miles, uh, miles away and it's all inspired by I don't know if any of your listeners are, are keen astronomers as well um, I mean I'm a keen amateur astronomer um, the, uh, there are these wonderful images by Hubble, the Hubble Space Telescope and, and other space telescopes that since they've yes. been out in space have been sort of sending us these just jaw-dropping images of, um, of gas clouds and um, stars and star clusters and, and uh, distant galaxies and so a lot of the tracks on this album are, are also inspired by, by some of those wonderful images too Right. So, Chris, out of interest then, so you've said you've been writing music for stories. Now, this seems to be you're writing the music before the stories. Yes, that's a really good question, actually. Yes, so that this is an example of an album. Well, it, it was the coming together of two two loves of mine, really. One one is the, well, I'm a, a little shout out to our local Ely Astronomy Club, who I've been a member of, of this wonderful group for quite a few years now and they they've helped nurture my interest in in astronomy uh, and I've also have a background in cathedral music I used to sing in a choir and, and it's just wonderful I live in Coveney just outside Ely and and of course the cathedral's on our doorstep doorstep and uh, just wanted to I've always wanted to get involved with the music the wonderful music team there and and record some music using the amazing organ and acoustic of the cathedral there so um i had these two ideas and i write a lot of music for for tv which is used i don't know uh when you're watching tv programs documentaries you'll probably notice there's loads of music in the background sure. and um it's written by composers like me and um so when when we are writing that music we have to envisage all the possible places where it could be used so for me that's about uh you're you're absolutely right thinking about the stories and the, the scenarios and maybe the the programs the documentaries where uh, that music could be used and so then i will sort of write a pitch and um write write some sort of descriptive um stuff about uh, to, to guide me in in writing the music so even if i've not been uh, asked to write for a specific story i will often create my own and so for this particular album i was thinking about all the documentaries about space uh, which there are loads of wonderful uh, films and documentaries about space travel space exploration and and the cosmos so i was thinking about all the different kinds of uh, places uh, in film and television and and on the internet where this music might tell a story yeah, so thinking ahead, really, of our own experiences. Talking about your own experience, you obviously, Ely Cathedral said, inspired you to pop up for this album. Did you record at Ely Cathedral as well? 
Yes, we did. It was a ama- it was just amazing. Uh, a, a real career personal highlight for me being able to because it's a wonderful organ they've got there. And uh, I recorded. Uh, I worked with Edmund Aldhouse, who's the uh, uh, the, the new uh, director of music there, who's one of the country's finest organists. And we had a we had a, the mobile recording unit from Abbey Road. The, the world famous Abbey Road came over and recorded uh, with all their oh, gear. Right. And we set up loads of mics wow. and recorded as much of the organ as we could. And then we went, I, I, many of our listeners, I'm, I'm sure, will know Ely Cathedral. The, the Lady Chapel there is has got this extraordinary acoustic sort of nine-second echo. And um, so f- you'll also hear on the album there's an exquisite soprano voice of, of the wonderful Grace Davidson, who's another Cambridge-based singer. She's um, an amazing singer. She's sung with her lots uh, Sir John Elliot Gardner and, and The Sixteen and sung on many films including The Hobbit you can hear her voice uh, oh, wow. solo voice on The Hobbit and so we uh, recorded her in the Lady Chapel set up loads of mics there and so we were able to capture the the wonderful acoustic of this uh, enormous cathedral uh, and the Lady Chapel and the organ and these are all things that the canvas of that is so huge isn't it and it seemed really appropriate to, to use that canvas to try and get a sense of the size of the cosmos. Uh, and I think that hopefully that comes across in the recording as well. And when you, and Chris, when you've actually finished a piece of work and you've completed it, and that's another part of the album that you've done, do you get goosebumps from actually finishing it? Does, he, does you feel that's it? It's just been amazing. Even done one piece of the album. Oh yes, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, if I'm honest, actually, when you first finish, because um, there's so much work that goes in after you've recorded it, and we recorded all this music at the cathedral, then we went into Abbey Road itself and recorded a string orchestra, and there's so much editing and mixing uh, to do afterwards that actually, if I'm honest, you're a little bit kind of uh, fed up is the wrong word, but you you, you get yeah. to a point where you've heard the music so many times, and then you take a break. And then yes. you sort of let it sort of be finished off. Some other people sort of finish off and then you come back and hear it again. And it does. Yeah. After that break, you really get goosebumps and have to pinch yourself. I mean, I pinch myself thinking we've got such amazing musicians, um, such gifted players playing on this album. Yeah, that's lucky. the thing. How many, yeah. how many, how many people have you been sort of coordinating with? I mean, it sounds an incredible album. And as you say, it's coming out on the 15th of May. It is, ne- yes. Yeah, next week. So that's really exciting for you. And from a point of view of listeners, to, to listen to your album, if somebody hasn't been listening to your album before, how would you approach your album? Would you be sitting in in, in a, a one evening listening to it? Or is it something that you can put on any time of the day? What sort of sort of mind do you have to be in when you listen to your album? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? Because, of course, we're all, we all listen to music so much when we're out and about and doing things yeah. and getting... And, and it's we don't always sit down and just take the time to listen to music mm. and not do anything else, do we? I mean, I would hope that people um, would would be able to listen to it in, in lots of different environments. Um, I mean, if you really want to experience it, then I, in it, as it was intended, I suggest you pick a really lovely... Uh, uh, evening when this time of year uh, we have to be quite late when it's dark and maybe the, there's no clouds and maybe not much of a full moon so you can see all the stars and uh, of course we have to stay in our homes or in our gardens at the moment but if you're lucky enough to live somewhere where there's not too much light pollution maybe stick on your headphones go into the garden look up at the the starlit sky on a clear night and then listen to it and that might transport you somewhere 
Oh, it sounds absolutely fantastic, Chris. I, I do admire you. Total respect for what you do. I think it's, I'm sure it's very, very hard work, but I, I know you probably get a lot of enjoyment out of it too. And, oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and listening to your songs, hopefully people will think about stories from your songs as well, from your music. Well, I hope so, yeah. I mean, it's always, you know, that that's always the, the hope that, that it, yeah. maybe in this case it will get people interested in, in astronomy or they might join their local astronomy club like I did as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I wish you all the best with that. I think it's fantastic. Next, well, next week, actually, isn't it? The 15th of May it, it is, comes yes. out. So, um, find it on Spotify and, and Apple Music, I think. Um, yeah, Wonders of the Cosmos. I mean, all, a couple of tracks are already out on um, Spotify. So, um, yeah, so you can always, you could already find Whirlpool Galaxy as um, one. As one uh, of them. On well, I, I guess I, I, yeah. would, I would, I suppose, probably, I shouldn't really ask you what, what's your favourite piece because it must be all absolutely favourite, favourite parts to it. But do you have a special one that you can relate to in any way? I think it's probably the one called Celestial Citadel, which is the, about these, uh, about the, it's a famous picture by Hubble uh, of, um, the, it's called the Pillars of Creation, these three amazing gas uh, clouds that look like these giant uh, pillars. And they're, they're these star factories where start, new stars are being formed. And uh, I mean, they're beautiful to look at and it's mind blowing to think that they're, millions of light years across these these gas clouds and that they are where new new stars are being created so I, I find that a very powerful image and powerful thought and i think that the music that i wrote for that for that image is is one that's very close to my heart i think well, Chris, it sounds an amazing album, very powerful. I like the way idea that to, to get us listening is to go and sit outside or even just through a window and look up up above and listen to it. I love that whole idea. So thank you so much indeed. Wish you all the best next week and for future things. And if you ever feel like coming back and telling us a bit what more you've done with Ely Cathedral and the reactions, please do come back to us. We'd love it very much. And I'd love to come back too as well, Susie. Yeah, that, thanks. Let's uh, keep in touch. Lovely. Thank you, Chris Warner. That was fantastic. Bye-bye for now. OK, bye. This is Susie Thorpe on Cambridge 105 Radio.